I'm Kate Daniels, and I'm so honored to have with us this morning Kristen Almgren, Development Manager with the March of Dimes Seattle, and Stephen Barry, CFO Software at GE Power and a deeply dedicated volunteer for the March of Dimes, part of the executive leadership team for Greater Puget Sound March for Babies campaign. And Stephen has a very personal connection to this event. The work, the history that is part of the March of Dimes truly touches all of us. And therefore, all of us need to consider how we might partner with the March of Dimes to see the mission of good health for all moms and babies just be a fact of life. So let's meet Kristen and Stephen and learn more. Kristen Almgren and Stephen Berry, thank you so much for being with us this morning. You're welcome. Thank you. I am really excited and um, very much touched by what we're going to have a conversation about this morning, because March of Dimes, March for Babies, is probably one of the greatest kinds of events and opportunities for the community to participate, to really do something ultra, ultra special. And so if... In some instance, you're not familiar with March of Dimes and March for Babies. Let's first have a quick check-in with Kristen, and you can give us a little bit of history, if you would, Kristen. Absolutely. So the March of Dimes was founded in 1938 by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and our original mission was to cure polio. So FDR called on Americans to send their dimes to the White House, which is how we got our name, the March of Dimes. And they did. And so in the 50s, our March of Dimes researcher, Jonas Salk, came up with the polio vaccine, which has almost eradicated polio, um, which is pretty phenomenal. And so one of my favorite things about the March of Dimes is they could have just been like, all right, we're done. We finished. Goal met. Um, And they didn't. And so they've shifted their focus to birth defects. And that evolved then into um, focusing on premature babies. And so our goal now and our mission is to lead the fight for the health of all moms and babies. Because that number is is really quite astounding, Mm -hmm. the number of babies that are born prematurely. Yeah. So there's about 380,000 babies that are born too soon every year in the country. So... To get a sense of what that means, that's a huge number. Mm-hmm. And it, we can just think of it as being a number, but that's why Stephen's with us this morning. <laughs> and I really appreciate, and I don't want to be sexist about this, but I really appreciate that a dad is here with us to share your story. And and that is part of it, to, to really get a sense of what this means to really um, to have a premature ba- birth in your family. So tell us some of that of your story, Stephen, if you would. I would love to, yeah, and thank you for the platform to be able to share. Uh, we've been touched, and my wife and I have been touched by premature birth on more than one occasion. Yeah. So we've got two um, awesome children. Uh, I've got a 13-year-old son, Daniel and a four-year-old daughter, Mallory. And uh, in between uh, the two kids, uh, we also had twins that we lost at 20 weeks of pregnancy. And so I had experienced our own loss uh, at one point in time. And then when Mallory uh, was born, she was born at 29 weeks. So she was a good 10 weeks early. Uh, She was born at two pounds, 10 ounces. um, And she spent 60 days in intensive care in the hospital. And I just learned to grow and appreciate the work that was done not only by the March of Dimes, but also others in the space to give uh, babies a healthy start in life. And so uh, I really became passionate about this. When I moved to Seattle a couple of years ago, I volunteered to take on the advocacy role uh, for the March of Dimes and also to be a campaign chair, if you will, 
through our efforts at work uh, to raise money for the March of Dimes. And so it's the reason I'm passionate about it is I've got experience that's touched us closely. And if I have the opportunity to advance the cause and uh, hopefully avoid uh, other people having the same experience, I think it's, it's worthy. And that's where I feel that we can really get a sense of it without having to go through the experience. But you're having experienced it not once, but twice. And really the twice is three times because you lost your twins. Correct. Yeah. Right. And were you familiar with the March of Dimes, March for Babies at that time? Um, I wasn't as familiar, right? I, I had experienced and read many of the things that Kristen talked about, about the, the formation of the March of Dimes and the early causes. I didn't appreciate the, the work that was ongoing uh, for research and development, the comfort and care that's provided in the community, the individual attention that's paid through um, the intensive care units in the country, and the broader effort that was ongoing, honestly. Um, I was maybe naive, if you want to say that, because we were blessed with a a healthy pregnancy the first time through and yeah. didn't what I would call need uh, a lot of um, what the March of Dimes had been invested in over time. But in our time of need, gosh, was I happy that it was there. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, other people may not be as familiar and um, through, you know, through their efforts, I feel like I'm fortunate that I have a daughter that's healthy and thriving today. Yeah, and it's my, so- <laughs> my opportunity to kind of pay it forward a bit, if you will. Thank you. Yes. I, really appreciate that, that, you know, sometimes we might donate towards the March for Babies uh, without having any kind of experience. But certainly hearing your story, I think, is so compelling as to why. And I can appreciate your deciding that you and your family need to be involved because to have this bouncing little four-year-old. Sure, (laughs) sure really underscores the reason we do this. Yeah, and and I'm reminded every day when I come home how thankful I am. So, And Kristen, I imagine this is not necessarily an unfamiliar story. The situation's changed somewhat, but many, many babies, as we said, are born prematurely Mm -hmm. and have this opportunity for a good life. Yeah, so one in 10 babies across the country are born too soon. So if you're sitting in a room with nine of your friends, chances are one of your friends is going to have a baby too soon. And so the March of Dimes is really working hard to be there for the families and to figure out why that is happening and to stop it from happening. Um, We're fortunate in Washington State that we, our statistic is one in 12. So it's a great place to have a baby because we're a little ahead of the curve. But one in 12 is still a lot of babies that are born too soon. Yes. And that is why, because the statistics are this high, Mm -hmm. that, you know, in the future, as one thinks about being pregnant and Mm -hmm. having a child, that may be the case. Mm -hmm. So what March of Dimes, March for Babies is doing is raising the funds Mm -hmm. to do the research, provide the education, right? Yes. Absolutely. So research is a huge part of what we're doing. We have six prematurity research institutes across the world. Five of them are in the United States, and we just opened a sixth one in London, which is really exciting. And so they work collaboratively together. It's really a team approach that it's not like, this is my research. I'm not going to tell you. They're very open, and they roundtable, and they talk about it because 10 minds are greater than one. And so they're really working together to try to solve this epidemic 
Um, and so that's a huge part. But education, like you said, is so important. So we have resources on marchofdimes.org for what you should be doing when you even just start thinking about having a baby. You need to start taking prenatal vitamins and doing all these things to get your body ready. Even if you've had a baby before, there's so much to do in between the two um, that you have to let your body get ready again. And a lot of people don't know you should wait 18 months between when you have your baby and when you get pregnant again, because that's how long it takes for your body to recoup. And most people don't realize that. And the shorter that gap is, the shorter it is, it goes up exponentially that there's something will go wrong. And I know even within my own family, Mm -hmm. where baby children are only 18 months apart, that Mm -hmm. means... Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Mom got pregnant at about nine months after Mm -hmm. the first one was was born. Hopefully nothing went wrong. (laughs) No, it didn't. Thank thank goodness, right? Yeah. But that kind of education Mm -hmm. is certainly invaluable. It's huge. So one of our main focuses in Washington is around group prenatal care. Um, So it's instead of going to your doctor for your normal one-on-one doctor visits, um, you go as a group. And so you're with this class of women who are due about the same amount of time as you are. um, And you get to go and see a provider and take your own vitals. And that educational piece of just learning how to take your own vitals is so important because then you're more aware of your body and so when it if something does start going wrong then you recognize it sooner because you're like oh well I feel like my heart is racing so it's probably beating faster and so there's that educational piece um but then you're with this group of women for two hours with a provider so you can ask questions and it's a mix of women who have had babies before and first-time moms and the dads can come along too it's not just for the women and so I got to go to a class a couple months ago and I got to watch a dad learn how to swaddle a baby he had never done that before and so he was on the floor swaddling a doll and it was incredible um, and so one of our main goals is to expand the access to these group prenatal cares because they're not everywhere. Um, and so we're really working hard to get them more accessible across the state. And Stephen, as a dad, and I love the way that uh, you provided your bio and you didn't say my wife was having the baby. It's like we're having the baby. There, there was definitely that strong partnership that you, you felt so connected and so were you really involved with all of that, the prenatal activity going on? Uh, I was actually, yeah. So um, we were considered high risk uh, in, in both pregnancies. We we had numerous visits with perinatologists. I probably know more about premature birth than the average person uh, on the street because of our experience. And so I was certainly more hands-on, more involved, uh, more appreciative of the education. And boy, when you find yourself in the moment of having a child that's here 11 weeks early or 12 weeks early and not knowing what to expect. Is today normal? Will I see tomorrow? Uh, what is the expected kind of course, you know, from where we are? Um, and Kristen shared with me um, things like apps that March of Dimes has developed so that people have comfort in those times in terms of what is normal for my child. Is my child ahead or behind the curve? Um, that gives people comfort. Um, in knowing that there is a tomorrow, and we've come so far um, in this country and globally uh, in terms of development, in terms of the course of action from 24 weeks to 39 weeks, and what does the development cycle look like, and how do you get over those hurdles? Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm, 
I'm really appreciative of the work and certainly would say I was more involved than maybe the average person. It rather sounds like it. <laughs> and tell us then, once Mallory was born prematurely, how long was she then needing to stay in the hospital? Yeah, that's a really good question. So she was, uh, she was in the hospital for 60 days. Um, the vast majority of that time, interestingly enough, um, if, if I go back to the moment she was born, uh, APGAR score is something that's widely known in terms of what's the criticality of a baby when they're born, and it's a, a range scale. Uh, hers was zero. She wasn't breathing on her own. She very rapidly began to breathe on her own, uh, room oxygen after getting surfactant treatments. Um, but the vast majority of kind of the time from birth to the time that you are discharged has a lot to do with how easily can you breathe on your own, how can you regulate your body temperature, uh, how quickly can you begin to uh, eat, uh, drink and eat. And so uh, babies generally can't uh, swallow and breathe at the same time until they're 34, 35 weeks old. And so her point of 28 to 34, six of the eight weeks she was there was really just getting to the point that she could eat and self-feed. And the last two weeks were kind of prepping her to get ready to go home. And we came home with loads of equipment and she had to be monitored and that sort of thing. But, you know, after the 35-week mark, she was home with us a good four weeks before most normal healthy babies come home. Did that feel a little scary? It was scary, yeah. uh, certainly. Yeah, it was certainly scary. Uh, but you get used to it, right? You get used to the, the bells and the whistles and the alarms and the disturbances. And, um, you know, your anxiety level subsides the more experience you have. And over time, we learned that she was going to be fine and we could rest a little easier at night. Because sometimes it is a challenge with a premature birth that there's the slow development. But She's this bouncing four-year-old, as you sure. mentioned, and so she's just right on track with everything in her life? She is, yeah. Developmentally, completely normal uh, on a scale. You know, height and weight, uh, intellectual capacity is all normal, and uh, I'm thankful for that, right? That's not the story that everyone gets to tell. Yeah. Uh, some people uh, face challenges with brain bleeds with their children when they're born early. There's certainly issues with lung development. Uh, there can be developmental delays, both physically and mentally. Um, we didn't experience all of that. And so um, my case is one that has a very happy ending. And I'm so thankful that it has this happy ending. I mean, you, you had your grief, the loss of the twins, sure. certainly. So it's not like everything is just perfect. There's been loss, but now there's just this great gift of this lovely child and I would dare to say, you know, a big part of it is because of all the education and the support that's come along and been developed by March of Dimes and March for Babies. Would that's you right. Say? That's right. I mean, you know, you, you could uh, simplify this to say anything is achievable, uh, essentially, with unlimited time, talent, and treasury. But without the resources being available, we wouldn't have had the research and development effort. We wouldn't have had the educational effort. And we wouldn't be as advanced today. We wouldn't be equipped to handle these things. And so I'm a, extremely appreciative of the people that have given and the hard work that's gone into getting us to where we are today. And that all keeps going on. I mean, that's one of the reasons we're having this opportunity to have a conversation this morning to hear the stories is because this research and the continued education, as we already mentioned with Kristen, continues to go on. And here we have a chance to really participate and be right involved with it. So, Kristen, 
we have what big things coming up soon? Yeah. So our March for Babies is the next big thing. Um, we have three in the Puget Sound area. So we have one in Everett on April 21st at Legion Memorial Park. And then one in Seattle on May 5th at the Seattle Center. And then one in on May 12th in Tacoma at Cheney Stadium. And so it's an awesome opportunity for people to come together, whether there's 30 people who want to come together or just five. There is no max or minimum. There's no registration fee. We want everybody to come out to help us lead the fight for moms and babies. Because ultimately, what we want is to have every baby have a healthy start to life. And unfortunately, not every baby gets that. And so the March and Imes is working really hard to change that. Um, and how we do that is by raising funds to further the research, to further the education, um, and to really fight for these babies. And that's why it's so great that we're having this conversation mm-hmm. today. There's that lead time. Absolutely. Right? To get a team together or get yourself just on board, right? Absolutely. Yeah. One of my best teams in Snohomish County raised over $10,000 last year, and she was a team of one. So (laughs) uh, she was a rock star. (laughs) Um, So there is no team too big or too small to really make a difference. Right. And so, Stephen, you're no doubt, with all the involvement you have uh, going on, do you have a team in the in the works right now, I do. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a concerted effort at GE to support March of Dimes. We do that here locally. We've also done that nationally. So um, GE has been supporting the March of Dimes since the 1940s. Uh, last year, our company across all walks in the U.S. had over 200 teams participate. We um, we were the number one corporate donor, if you will. Um, we raised over a million dollars for the March of Dimes. There is no team too big, too small. What I like to remind people is it's not a race. And so, you know, you, you can come out and go at your own leisure. Uh, what we try to do uh, is create a little friendly competition. And so each of our business units will form teams and we'll see how well do we do against each other raising money. Yeah. Um, and so it's our opportunity to generate a lot of interest. It's an opportunity to help healthy competition between ourselves and we give prizes and that sort of things for the top uh, the top fundraiser. So it's it's a fun event. It's a fun lead up to the event. We have check-ins to see how we're we're doing, progressing towards our goals. And I would say, you know, a lot of companies, uh, particularly in this area, do offer matching funds as well. And so mm-hmm. that's one opportunity for you to essentially double what it is that you can raise on your own. Uh, companies will support that effort as well. So um, not only your own personal funds, but company match is also a big part of the fundraising. So this is great to hear kind of the two sides of it, the the corporate involvement with all the teams. And, and then, Kristen, you said the team of one Absolutely. raising, you know, a huge amount of money. And the other thing that we have an opportunity to do is a virtual team, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you can't make it to the walk or you're not a huge walker, <laughs> um, you can sign up for our virtual walk. And so it'll create a fundraising page just like if you were registering to come the day of. And so you can still share because ultimately it's about the cause. And so it's being able to share your page and letting people know that this that our mission is important to you. And so when you register as a virtual walker, that is also an option. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes it might be difficult to get out and walk or not being able to be here. That's okay. Absolutely. Definitely. There's that virtual team that you can create. Definitely. Certainly. And so to underscore why we do it Mm-hmm. We do it to raise funds. The funds are so critical to so much of what we've already touched on. And 
I noticed in some of the information, Kristen, that when we look at the premature births, there is somewhat of a skewing of more happening in some of the minority groups Mm -hmm. in our country. Yeah, absolutely. There are definitely um, populations that are more at risk than others. And so that's one of the things that the March of Dimes really works towards is to kind of leveling the playing field. So the premature birth rates are 48% higher among black women and more than 15% higher among American Indian Native, Alaskan Native women compared to white women. So we're everything my coworker Casey does, all of our mission stuff. And so everything that she's working on with the Department of Health and all of the different organizations she works with has a focus of kind of leveling that playing field and making access easier for some of these groups and really focusing on the parts of our state where access to health care isn't as readily available. And that being the case then, mm-hmm. with living in smaller communities, certainly right here in the Puget Sound, I mean, we're just so blessed with a wealth mm-hmm. of resources and being able to find doctors and mm-hmm. direction. And you have your offices right here too, we right, do. Kristen? We do. Yeah. So there's a way to connect that way. But I think, Stephen, did you mention the app that... Yeah, the so, so the March of Dimes just uh, launched a new app called My NICU Baby. And so it's for parents who currently have babies in the hospital to kind of track their progress. Okay. So it has some educational resources on there, but it also has a picture filter that you can take pictures of your baby in the NICU. Because you don't always think about it and you go home and you've missed those first few weeks or few months mm-hmm. of life that you don't have pictures from. And so it gives the opportunity for parents to really document the milestones that you hit when you're in the NICU. And then there's tracking options for feedings and for kangaroo care and to make sure that you're staying on track for the things that should be happening. And it's got lists of our hospital partners that have NICUs are on there as well. So there's a lot of awesome resources. And that's a new app that just launched in the last couple months. And so I think the app is doing what I was kind of Mm -hmm. thinking, is it's a way for people in outlying areas to be able to have access to the resources. Absolutely. It's a free app, too. So it's awesome. Yeah, definitely. But let's mention the website as well, because that isn't it, Stephen, uh, just a wealth of information? Absolutely. Yeah, there's a wealth of information there. It's easy to sign up for the walks. Mm -hmm. As we talked about, those events are forthcoming, it's super easy. You don't need to be really savvy uh, to go and create a page for your own walk page for your team um, and generate interest and communicate that. You personalize it very easily. And so marchofdimes.org, marchforbabies.org, both are great resources. Uh, The March for Babies site is certainly more geared towards, you know, getting ready for these marches that are coming up in the next few months. And marchofdimes.org is a lot more comprehensive in terms of resources, but easily linkable between the two. Yeah, that's so great. And of course, the goal should be the moon, maybe the sun. (laughs) (laughs) But there is a monetary goal that you have, right, Kristen? So we're trying to raise $750,000 across the Puget Sound this year. And is that a bit of a bump from last year? It is, yeah. So it, it seems like that should be so doable. It should, because well, the mission of the March of Dimes involves all babies, whether they're born premature or not. Every baby, when they're born, is given a heel prick test to test for diseases that can be cured if caught early. In Washington, we test for, I believe, 38 different diseases 
And every year we're advocating, as the research shows, cures for those diseases to be added to that newborn screening. And so even if your baby is born healthy, chances are they had that test, and so they are a Marchenimes baby. So our mission is so wide that everybody should care, whether your baby was born healthy or not. And that's the awesome thing. Yes, exactly. And here we have that opportunity to provide the education. That's Mm -hmm. another thing. I think about young women who get pregnant in their teens and really don't have the information that they ought to have. Yeah. But here, they're able to get Absolutely. informed. Absolutely. has so much information that it's a great place to start when you get pregnant or before when you're planning. Yes. It's an excellent place to start when you're planning. So all of us really have a part to play in it. And that investment is going to pay back to us. I mean, unbelievable numbers of times Mm -hmm. if if we can move forward to having a healthier birth rate Mm -hmm. going on, healthier pregnant moms, and uh, really prevent the heartache and all the, the pain that can result, as you've experienced directly, Stephen. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So we're so grateful to the March of Dimes for all the work and the research that's going on. In terms of the research, you were mentioning there are six locations, mm-hmm. There's six prematurity research institutes. So there's one in Ohio, there's one at Stanford, and I think there's one in D.C., there's two others that I can't remember where they are off the so top of not my head. One, not one here. There's in not Arcuges. one locally here in no. Seattle. Okay. No, unfortunately. Pipe dream. Someday. Yeah. Someday. But we have so much going on here. I just Absolutely. thought that perhaps we did. I someday. I'm going to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, the research that's gone on, all of that's disseminated all mm-hmm. over the country. Absolutely. And the world, really, right? Yeah, definitely. It's pretty amazing. And these are pretty new institutes within the last couple years. So they've already found some contributing factors to premature birth. So it's pretty incredible the stuff that's coming out. It all goes way over my head. So (laughs) I don't know if I understand it all. I'm going to leave that part to the scientists. But I will continue to help fund their research so that they can keep doing the amazing things. Well, that's the thing. We don't need to understand the work that they do. But the fact that they do the work (laughs) and that it creates these important results for mothers, for dads, for families, for babies, future babies Mm -hmm. being born, that we're going to have just that healthier life for them, really, right? Yeah. 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 So to invite people, Stephen, what would your invite be to get on board and sign up if they haven't done that yet? Sure. I think the place I would start is I would encourage people to give what they can give, whether that's Mm -hmm. financial resources, whether that is their time, whether that's volunteer efforts. There's a lot of ways to get involved beyond simply making a monetary donation. The day of the walk, there's opportunities for people to come and be an advocate. You can be a vocal advocate. You can be a visual advocate. You can volunteer your time to give out water and food and Mm. encourage people along the walk. You can generate interest in your own sports teams, with your buddies, through your colleagues at work, whatever your, your religious institution, whatever your interests are. There's ways for you to advocate, I think, for healthy moms and babies. And, you know, the reason I get involved is I get really passionate about making sure the organization has the resources it needs so that ultimately all of us can be successful. I don't work for the March of Dimes. I'm not compensated by the March of Dimes, but I'm really thankful every day and impacted by the work that's gone on. And so um, I would encourage people, no matter uh, what level that you can participate, just get involved. Come out and walk if fitness is your thing. 
if social events are your thing, you could have a fundraiser and take the monetary donations from that fundraiser and give them to this cause. Thank you for saying it in that way, Stephen. I really appreciate it because volunteering, there's no dollar value we can put on that. And certainly having people at the site really being involved is important, isn't it, Absolutely. There's two staff members in Seattle right now, and we couldn't put on the walk without volunteers. So absolutely, it is invaluable to have people helping day of. So to volunteer, if mm-hmm. no one's thought yet of volunteering with yeah. Roger Dimes, how do they go about they it? They can reach out to me. Um, it's uh, 206-452-6640. Just give me a call and I'll connect you with my coworker, Olivia, and we'll get you set up and figure out what excites you day of. Because that's one of the things that's really important. Mm-hmm. We don't want to just give you a pom-pom if you're super introverted. We'll find something that suits you. There's a role for everybody. Perfect. Yeah. A role for everybody. Absolutely. And so much, such great things to work on. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, it's so wonderful that we can work together and create, as you were mentioning, success for everyone, Stephen. Right. Right. And I I think we fail sometimes to realize the impact this has on families financially, right? The healthcare costs in this country are astronomical. Uh, People take time off of work. There's, you know, lost earnings as a result of that. There's obviously an emotional drain that comes with it. The network of people that are impacted through premature birth is quite wide. I think we gloss over that sometimes. And uh, to the extent we can minimize that impact, I think it benefits everyone. Well said. That's so true. And so hearing from both of you, for us having the opportunity to hear your story, Stephen, for Kristen, your work locally with March of Dimes. I'm so grateful that you both are doing what you're doing and that you've taken time with us this morning. Thank you so greatly. You're welcome. Thank thank you. you. Thanks for the opportunity to be here.